podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and I'm joined, of course, by the loveliest of co hosts in the United States of America, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? That was that was a good uh, a, a solid description. That's a that's a new one, and I appreciate it because anything to get me out of the dark place uh, that that I'm in right now after uh, Kirk Cousins' apocalypse, I think I think is 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 worth the time. It was a, an apocalypse last week. That was that was rough. That was real rough. Did you you rolled him in daily? I'm assuming. Yeah, I had I, I had him in a bunch of spots. I I had him in um, in a bunch of dailies, uh, including stupidly. Uh, not even just GPPs in some, in some cash games. Mm. I actually I have a live uh, recording of me when he was benched to start the second half against Tennessee. If you just wanted to hear it real quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to that. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, that was me uh, at about oh, uh, three God. three o'clock on Sunday afternoon. That was rough. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing like. And I think the worst part of that wasn't Colt McCoy like eleven for twelve, and then they ended up winning the game. Well, yeah, and 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 McCoy's like second pass was a seventy yard yeah, score yeah. Card song, and to your it, stack. Yeah, right. That's my stack. That yeah. was my stack. Oh God. Oh, it was such a kick in the stomach. God, that is rough. That it was a really. It was just a strange week in general. Like I. My, it, it, I, the, the exact same theory that I have happened again where you can't do well in your season-long leagues and do well in daily. My season-long leagues, I was terrible this week. Just completely horrendous. And then daily was good to me. It's just the way that it works out. I think it's just that that's how it goes. You, you can't win daily and season-long and do, <laughs> do well in the same week. It's I I think you know it's scientifically impossible at this at this point. I'm pretty sure it, the the one cool thing you know I mean you're in a lot of leagues too so you you know what this is about how like you can't it's very difficult to root for single players uh it, it, just because they're spread out throughout your leagues and this guy does one thing and it impacts this and then it negatively impacts this other thing and it just gets all like crazy but finally on on Monday. I had like one guy who I just needed to tear it up and it was Le'Veon Bell. And it was awesome to just not only be able to root for the Steelers, but then see Le'Veon do some work. That's the dream. Yeah, I mean, that's, it was great. The, to, to, to root for your guy, your team on Monday night. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm glad that, um, you know, your, uh, your joy uh, counteracted my uh, absolute abject misery over over the past four or five days here yeah it's 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 also pretty crazy how it can really like like ruin your week you like it's always in the back of your head always no it is i mean i you've written i'll be honest sunday night was not a great sleeping night for me i woke up uh i'm gonna say three or four times (laughs) and all i could think was kirk cousins kirk cousins kirk cousins oh that's rough that's very so thanks, rough. Thanks, Kurt. I think I think Cousins, along with Niles Paul, should come on the show. I agree. I agree for two different reasons too. To offer an apology, I actually, you know, on on uh, on Washington Talk Radio, uh, they were talking about how 
someone inside the um the the coaching staff in Washington said that Cousins was benched for his body language. Wow. Not not it wasn't the pick. Like they were going to keep going with him. Uh which makes sense cuz you know the alternative being Holt McCoy, but it was his body when when he dropped his head and shoulders continually after making bad throws, that's when they knew that he was finished. His confidence shot. So, so that actually makes me feel worse, honestly. Could, could you imagine Jay Cutler on the Redskins? Like he would never play a snap. He would never. No, right. I mean, if you have to bench a guy because of his body language, then Eli Manning would never get on the field. Yeah, exactly. All those shrugs. He just. He, oh. No one would want him on the field in Washington. But I mean, I mean that that makes me like I would have felt so much better if I just knew it was performance based. But someone. You know, Gruden or whoever looked at Cousins and said, oh, slumping shoulders, got to pull him. Gruden actually looked at Cousins and said, I don't want Denny to win this GPP. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure Gruden has some daily fantasy action going on. Otherwise, I don't see why he would make that move. I mean, there's no doubt that he he was playing in the Millie Maker and just threw in in a Colt McCoy lineup. These are serious allegations we're throwing out (laughs) God, that would be sweet, though, wouldn't it? If like if a coach got really into it and just like made this crazy change, or if like like may, like maybe like I think that could be why Ken Wisenhunt has been like so stupid about Bishop Sankey's footwork is that he just wanted to keep throwing Sean Green out there without realizing that Sean Green just isn't very good. Right, and and he he had Sean Green in in a lot of uh, MFL tents. Right. From- oh yeah. Right. 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 He had like ninety percent shares of of Sean yeah. Green. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, last week, uh, pretty solid all around. You had, I think you had like three top 12 defenses uh, or, uh, or close to. Yeah, least. Dallas didn't, yeah, Dallas didn't finish in the top 12, but, um, but yeah, the, let's see, the Browns were the eighth highest scoring defense and the, um, what was the other team? The Bills. The Bills were the fourth highest yeah, scoring, the- so. That's the, uh, the Browns played Jacksonville. Jacksonville's now given up a top 10 defensive performance every single week this year yeah i mean like we say don't don't overthink it and and even i mean that was despite you know the browns as a team playing like absolute you know garbage right uh, and they still they still managed like nine fantasy points which is unbelievable yeah the jags just love to turn the ball over it's a it's a fantasy football dream uh, mm-hmm. from a defensive side not an offensive side um quarterback wise we had carson palmer as the top guy he was our our Rob Silver show guy as well, which was solid. He had he was QB fourteen, but he was close to being in the top ten just because the the points are kind of clumped together there. He had sixteen fantasy points, solid outing for him. Um, and you know, both of us, you know, we talked about it a lot, uh, partially on the show last week, partially just chatting and stuff. Um, you know, we were a little worried about game flow and game script, but luckily it didn't really affect him too too much last week against Oakland. Um, yeah. And then Flacco, uh, last week we had him. He scored fifteen, about 15 fantasy points. And then in a desperation play kind of mode, uh, we had tiny Brian Hoyer. <laughs> you know what's really funny is my, my one niece, um, she she looks at, she, she everything to her is either big or tiny, but when she says tiny, she says tiny, like that. <laughs> so, she, so tiny Brian Hoyer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good. That's that's a solid voice. That's the anti-darter voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, it's the voice of an angel compared to a voice of Satan. Yeah, man. Um, and then tight end, we had Dwayne Allen, uh, who was not owned in nearly enough leagues. Uh, I think he was at like sixteen percent ownership last week. 
Uh, he scored a touchdown because Cincinnati is terrible against tight ends. And he was a tight end eight. And our boy Jared Cook uh, had five and a half full point PPR points, so he wasn't that good. The thing that really frustrated me, because I rolled out Cook as like a, a punt play in, in, in daily last week. Mm-hmm. The thing that really frustrated me was that that game script went in the complete opposite way that you thought it was going to go and that you what? wanted it to go. Yes, right. It, uh, the Rams didn't have to do anything. Right. And, like, I mean, Cook was entering. He had two straight weeks with double-digit targets. Um, and then, obviously, last week that didn't happen. It was just kind of frustrating that, that they just didn't need to throw the ball that much. Austin Davis was 18 of 21, which is crazy. Right. Well, and also, let's just point out quickly uh, and gleefully that the Seattle defense is – the, the fourth lowest scoring yeah. fantasy defense uh, after seven weeks. So, yeah. yeah, they're they're awful. Not awful. They're they're just not that good. Uh, and it, the crazy thing is, is that they're actually defending the run pretty well. I know that they didn't last week, but their pass defense is is not good. It's just no. not. It's not good. Um, yeah. And then we also mentioned Josh Hill, but hopefully you guys you know didn't play him because Jimmy Graham ended up playing last week. And posted a donut, right? Um, posted a donut, yeah. So, um, and I know people rolled him out. I actually, I mean, I have him in that one keeper league, and I rolled him out last week. I, I just, I find it hard. You know, even, I guess Graham was in a limited capacity once last year and caught two passes for two touchdowns. So, yeah. I know that that happens sometimes. But I just, I find it very difficult when when you know a guy's going to be a decoy, you know, like Megatron a few weeks ago. Yeah. I, it, the thing is with, with, with Graham is if it was any other position, I would say it makes sense to, to not roll him out. Uh, but tight end is just so vol. I mean, look at the guys who, who scored the most fantasy points last week. It was a bunch of nobodies. It was Cooper Helfit and stuff like that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. by the I way, he's, so, I... he's roommates with Marshawn Lynch. No way. Yeah. Isn't that the coolest thing ever? Wow. Well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, Lynch is whatever you think Lynch is. He's probably the opposite. So. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, um, by the way, I, I heard someone in the in the Millie Maker uh, had Hellfit on their team. Really? I mean, I mean, like not like not they did winter. well. Yeah, like they were. I think in the top like fifty or so. Oh, that's I mean, awesome. Yeah, what a call! Wow. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um. So, yeah, I mean, but last week was just really crazy with tight end scoring. It was just a bunch of nobodies, and, I mean, it's great for us. Hopefully we have more listeners now because they they saw how ridiculous the scoring was. I probably expect the opposite to happen this week. It's just regression. Rob Gronkowski's going to go off. Jimmy Graham's going to come back and play well, and it's going to be bad. Yeah. Um, All right, so it was a solid week all around. Um, We did talk to, to Rob Silver on Twitter, and I think... We're probably in that tight end six or seven range streaming wise. I'm not sure where we're at with defense, but then our quarterbacks are at QB five now. So nice. pretty solid overall. Hopefully we can keep it going. Um, why don't you why don't you give our listeners some defensive options this week? I will. Let's do that. Uh, so I don't really see any reason to go away from Buffalo this week. Um, if you picked them up <clears throat> picked them up last week. Uh, I, I know that I did in, in a couple leagues, and uh, I'm just going to keep rolling with them. Uh, they're playing at the Jets. Um, I mean, yes, as we talk about a lot on the show, we want our streaming defense to be at home. Uh, but uh, against Geno Smith and company, I think that uh, they're they're a worthwhile play. Um, I, I do. I will say that I think that the Bills' floor is probably a little lower than 
you might think it is in the, in this one, especially if the Jets are as successful on the ground. Basically, if the Jets can keep the ball out of Geno's hands yeah. as as well as they did last week against New England, I think that obviously that goes without saying that um, whoever they're playing on, you know, whichever defense they're playing, is going to have um, maybe a, a low floor. But you know, uh, 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 Geno continues to turn the ball over and, and make very shaky throws. Um, when he's forced to throw and um, you know the Percy Carvin thing I don't think has any bearing on this he's not really even supposed to play much on offense um, this week so um, although the Jets are not quite uh, the no-brainer target that the Jaguars are uh, they they are they're you know they're pretty they're pretty juicy play uh, week in and week out in fact when you adjust for strength of schedule the Jets are giving up uh, 9.7 uh, fantasy points per game to opposing defenses. Um, that's that's pretty good. Um, uh, and then, of course, uh, if you can get the Dolphins' uh, defense, uh, go ahead and do that immediately because uh, they get the Jaguars. Again, it's, it is a road game uh, for the Dolphins. But um, last I checked, they were available in quite a few leagues. Um, yeah, I mean, NFL.com, uh, they're still available in um, uh, 78% of leagues. Uh, so that's, uh, that, I mean, that, that is a kind of a, the no brainer special of the week, just like the, the Browns were, uh, last week. Um, the thing about the Jaguars, you know, uh, sudden discovery of a running game last week was, <laughs> it was against a, a Cleveland, a Cleveland team. And I think you pointed this out JJ in uh, in one of your early week articles, um, that, uh, that's giving up, uh, five, I think 5.1 yards per carry. Yeah. Uh, it's the second or third worst in the league. So uh, the the Dolphins are almost on the complete opposite end of that spectrum. Uh, and so I think that uh, Blake Bortles will be forced into throwing it uh, quite a bit against a, a secondary that you know. Is good. I mean, how good did they look against freaking you know Team Tressman last? Yeah, week? yeah. They're they're actually uh, from a number fire perspective. Um, they are the second best overall defensive unit in the league right now from an analytics perspective and the second best pass defense. So they're doing work. They're doing a lot of work. Yeah. So I, I I will say I I would play Miami comfortably over Buffalo this week, just, just so everyone's clear Mm. on, on my preference. Um, and then, uh, uh, finally, I actually think, uh, on the other side of that Buffalo, New York game. I think that the Jets actually make for a decent play because a Buffalo's without its two uh, running backs, uh, Spiller and, and Jackson. Um, uh, by the way, I'm, uh, my condolences on on your boy Freddie. I know, I know. I should I I sent him a card. It's okay. Yeah, you should. You guys are boys. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the 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 Jets' uh, run defense, uh, as as everyone knows, is really good. I just don't see the Bills having much success on the ground, meaning that Kyle Orton, as, as competent as he has seemed, you know, for the past uh, two or three weeks, uh, is will now be forced to throw it a lot. And I know that that, that Jets secondary is is bad. Everybody knows that we've we've talked about that a lot. Um, but you know, Orton's not exactly the most accurate quarterback uh, to to ever play the game. So I I like. I like the Jets' upside in this one. I'm terrified of their downside, but I really do like the upside. So, I guess the my it's an all AFC uh, East slate for me. It's the uh, Dolphins, Bills, and as a flyer in deep leagues, the Jets. Yeah. What are your feelings? Uh, I'm assuming you you 
are, are relatively high in, on Dallas as well with Colt McCoy probably playing? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I you know, I, I'm hesitant to, to you know, go all in until we hear about the quarterback right, there. Right, right. Um, because I, at least just from, from, from what I was reading today, I think that there's a pretty good chance that RG3 plays. And look, Dallas, you know, Dallas is still a legit play if if RG three plays. I mean, who says that is? I mean, is Robert Griffin good? I don't know. I mean, right. is that? And he's going to be rusty. I mean, it's yeah. And he's he's not you know not exactly. I mean, he's a he's a turnover machine. Right. He's uh, not. When, he's not great. So uh, you know, Dallas is available in in uh, almost ninety percent of leagues. So uh, yeah, uh, I I would prefer obviously the Cowboys. Um, if McCoy starts, I I might prefer the Cowboys over everybody. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree with that. Cool. Um, so you got the those are what is it? The Jets. Uh, the... uh well, Dolphins, Bills, Jets, and Cowboys. Okay, just writing it down just so yep. that I remember. All right. Um, sweet. All right. Uh oh, the other thing about the the uh, the Jets because I know that that's kind of like a. a middle of the road play with, with some upside, you gotta, you gotta love defenses going up against D gaff quarterbacks. Oh yeah. Right. You, you gotta love Kyle Orton's D gaff, man. Oh yeah. No, his D gaff is off the charts, even though he shaved, you know, his mustache, yeah, yeah. which, which makes me think that his, the, you know, the D gaff <laughs> metric might be, you know, coming down a little bit. He might be actually invested in what, he, in what he's doing. So. <laughs> or, or he's just, he, you know, everyone started to fall in love with it and then he just degaffed <laughs> and he just got rid of it because, because everyone was falling in love. Oh, okay. So uh, I get it. I, I yeah, think he's I, playing, I'm, he's playing a different, different kind of card here with, with degaffing. Right. It could be, it could be kind of a hipster degaff move. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's definitely oh, hipster. My mustache is cool. Well, degaff. Yeah, he was he was hipster degaffing. That's that's what was happening. I think we just uh, found a, a, a title for this episode. We definitely did. Um, all right, let's get into some quarterback streamers. Um, my number one option this week um, is the same as last week, actually, and that's Carson Palmer. He's still out there in ninety percent of leagues, which you and I were talking about before the podcast, which you know should be a lot higher than that. Um, well, his ownership should be higher. Not that he should be out there in, in more leagues. Um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, when, when he's played this year in three games, he's averaging like 18 fantasy points per contest. And it's not like he had one blow up game that's skewing that his lowest point total came last week when he put up 16, he has, uh, two touchdown passes in every game. Um, he gets Philadelphia this week at home, which is big, uh, in Arizona, um, and Philly, you know, they're a decent team with regards to some of the advanced metrics that we use at number fire, but that's a lot of that has to do with the, the turnovers that they've created and forced and, and the amount of defensive touchdowns that they've scored, um, from a fantasy points against perspective, they're pretty favorable. Uh, the ranks, the quarterback rankings against them this season per week, 11, six, two, 12, three, and then thanks Eli for being 29th. Uh, but, and, and, and those were against guys like Kirk Cousins and Chad Henney. Um, and so, you know, I think, I think the matchup calls for, uh, a lot of passes, obviously, because you run a lot of plays against Philadelphia. Um, and then the other thing to think about too, is that, um, Philly, uh, we saw it in week one with, with Alan Hearns, they, they, they give up big plays. They're not as good against that vertical passing attack. Whereas against Eli and company, it was more, it's more of that West coast style with Ben McAdoo. 
Uh, so I think it could be interesting to see a guy like I, I it shouldn't surprise anyone if Michael Floyd just blows up in this game. Yeah. If, if he just if he just goes absolutely bonkers, I think Carson and Floyd are going to be a really popular stack on on daily sites this week, um, and and I think that that Palmer's a pretty good option. Yes, I, I think Palmer has. I, I really wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't argue with someone who said, you know what, Palmer is my every week starter going forward, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine with that because I think that <clears throat> while in most games his. Palmer's uh, you know ceiling is not going to be that high. I just don't see him you know scoring 30 35 fantasy points. He's going to he's going to get you, you know, 16 17 18 points and be done with it. So yeah, the, I really like that. The weapons there are incredible and it's kind of tough in that offense just in general the way it, it works. It's kind of hard for him not to be relevant in some way. Right. Um number 2 guy, I'm going to mention four this week just because there there are a lot of streaming options this week. Um Number two is uh, my boy Alex Smith, Jesus Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's finally back. Um, so I think that uh, this matchup is definitely uh, matchup driven. Uh, this play, I should say. Um, no quarterback has scored fewer than 13.5 fantasy points against St. Louis this year. They're a bottom five defense according to the metrics we deal with in number fire. Um, Smith obviously has a pretty safe floor in fantasy in general. Um, but at the same time, what we've seen the last two weeks against St. Louis are mobile quarterbacks taking advantage of that defense. And that's yeah, the, that's very, very big for, for a guy like Smith who, you know, people may not realize this, but we, you know, we've obviously talked about this a lot on the podcast, but he, he can run. He ran like a four seven forty, which is basically Johnny, Man- he's basically Johnny Manziel, uh, just taller um, <clears throat> and smaller hands. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so I think I think Smith has has a lot of upside this week against a, a St. Louis secondary that's just really really struggling right now, um, and I'm totally cool with you rolling him out. Um, third guy is Ryan Tannehill against Jacksonville. Uh, obviously, you want to target Jacksonville all the time because they're not very good, but Tannehill's played very well uh, over the last three weeks, scoring between 18 and 24 fantasy points. Um, Jacksonville's also, I know they haven't had their bye yet, but they've faced the most passing plays defensively this season. Uh, most, mostly because, um, they, you know, can't stay on the field offensively. Um, mm-hmm. but, but quarterbacks, when you, when you factor, when you add sacks to this too, I'm talking strictly dropbacks, quarterbacks are dropping back to pass about 41 times per game against Jacksonville this year. Uh, right. so that's, that's pretty big for, for a guy like Tannehill who could see some volume, uh, and then obviously, you know, if he if he does run, you saw that one long running play last week against Chicago. Uh, he can add fantasy points with his legs as well. So Tannehill is definitely a solid option. Those three guys, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all three are top twelve quarterbacks this week. Yeah. Um, I I, yeah. I really think each of them brings something uh, to the table to to really catapult themselves up and be QB ones. Whereas. You know, last week was kind of difficult from a streaming perspective and, and, and weeks prior, but this one, there's just a lot of options that could really match a guy like, you know, Drew Brees or some, you know, some of those elite guys. Yeah. Um, and then I do want to just mention, uh, if you're in a deeper league where Tannehill, Alex Smith, and Carson Palmer might be uh, taken already, don't overlook Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you know... The thing is with, with Bridgewater is that he's played Buffalo and Detroit the last two weeks, which are two really good defenses, um, and he didn't do well. He was pretty poor. He's turning the ball over a lot. He has one touchdown and five picks. Uh, but when he played Atlanta in his debut, he, he, he killed Atlanta, a really, really bad secondary. 
Mm-hmm. Guess what? Tampa Bay's secondary is worse. They're the absolute worst in the entire NFL right now. Um, I was looking at some of the some of the numbers over at Number Fire, some of the net expected points numbers. The difference between Tampa Bay and their net expected points, so points below expectation that they've performed at, basically, um, in, in the secondary. The difference between them and the 31st-ranked team, which is New Orleans, is the same difference between New Orleans and the 21st-ranked secondary. So, I mean, they're that bad. They are, right. they are so significantly worse than every, every other secondary in the NFL that it's hard to ignore the quarterback that's playing against them. And we saw that with Joe Flacco just a couple weeks ago when he threw five touchdowns in 16 minutes. So um, I, I think I think Bridgewater is really interesting. Um, I think that he he's probably going to be a popular guy. Especially, Did you see him on FanDuel? He was only 5,400. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really enticing. Like a, like a Bridgewater-Jarius Wright stack is going to be really interesting this week. Yeah, and, you know, I think that just like the Cardinals' uh, defense against tight ends last year, I mean – the the Bucks uh, defense against well passing games in general are, I mean they're on their way to being historically bad. Yeah, yeah, and and the thing too that's really like like the Bucks can actually stop the run fairly well, um, from from a, on a, on a per touch basis, um, not necessarily cumulatively. I'm a, I haven't really looked at their points against to running backs. I think it's still pretty strong though, uh, but it's always nice to find those kind of defenses for your quarterbacks. Because another guy this week who I, I didn't even have on the sheet, but is Kyle Orton against the Jets. I mean, there's a possibility that he throws a couple touchdowns because that secondary is so bad. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that they can stop the run pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. So you always want to look for defenses that can stop the run but can't stop the pass because you know that they're gonna they're gonna have to throw the rock around a little bit, uh, especially with Orton this week because Anthony Dixon and Bryce Brown are the the players that are getting the pigskin in that backfield. Um, so yeah, that's it. Those four guys. Uh, Palmer would be number one for me. Smith and Tannehill, uh, kind of in the same group, number two. And then, and then it's not even, I don't even see it necessarily as a huge desperation play like I did with Hoyer last week, but I would put, uh, Bridgewater, you know, in that, in that mix in, in some way, he's got a lot of upside. He's obviously very risky because I think he's combined for like eight fantasy points the last two weeks, but, um, he, he's still a, a really, really high upside play. Yeah, I really i I like the bridge. I mean, I I would go with the others, obviously. But I and I think that if you're you're in like you know like a sixteen team league and you're just scraping by a quarterback, I you could do a whole lot worse than Bridgewater. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm in that uh, in Mike Clay's uh, going deep league this year, and it's a it's a super flex league, and I have Eli on the bye, and Philip Rivers is my QB one. So mm-hmm. I, and I have Bridgewater. So Bridgewater is the perfect QB fill in. So you know, two QB leagues where, you know, he might be your QB three and you haven't really thrown him in there. Um, he's, he's a great option this week, especially if you have a guy like Eli, I got really lucky that, that the schedule worked out that way. But, um, so yeah, I, I think he's, you could do a lot worse. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was top 15 as well with all those other guys. I'm pretty confident with these this week. Sure. All right. On the tight, on the tight ends. Yeah, man. Let's, let's all hear right. it. Well, <clears throat> I'm kind of obsessed with Owen Daniels this week, as I was a couple weeks ago when he played against the Bucks. Um, and and against the Bucks, he was a, a fingertip away yes. from about a 25 yard touchdown in the first quarter. And I think we we mentioned it last week. You know, after that game got out of control, there was no chance he was going to score uh, any kind of points. So um, don't give up on him if you either you know stashed him uh, or if he's out there uh, on your waiver wire. I, I see him as a as a top five overall uh, play this week mm-hmm. against 
uh, a Bengals defense that basically is not even pretending to cover the tight end anymore. Yeah. Like they're like, they're, what is this tight end? I'm gonna fall over and let him catch passes. Right. I mean, I think I think that that that's actually a live quote, uh, a direct <laughs> quote from uh, one of the linebackers for the Bengals. From Vontez Perfect, he said that. <laughs> he said it. Just look it up. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so. Uh, over the last three weeks, um, uh, the Bengals have given up 25 receptions to tight ends, okay, uh, and four touchdowns on top of that. But but you know the the touchdown thing, throw that out for a second. 25 catches, okay. Uh, last year, last week, uh, not only did Dwayne Allen have a really nice day with uh, 58 yards and a touchdown, I think. Uh, Kobe Fleener posted really nice numbers yeah. uh, with that without scoring. But you know, it, it, I just. I think that you know Daniels, who is um, the fifth uh, most targeted tight end uh, in the NFL since he took over for Dennis Pitta. Um, um, I'm pouring one out for you, Pitta. Uh, uh, you know it, he's. Um, I, I I just think that he has uh, incredible upside, floor, everything that that you could ask for in this one. I mean, barring game flow disaster like ha- like what happened in Tampa. Uh, I just I think that he's going to get a lot of opportunities uh, against a team that is as bad as the Cowboys are against tight ends. Yeah, and the other thing to to remember too, uh, in Week One, that's when the the Ravens played the Bengals, and that was the week that Joe Flacco threw sixty two times. Um, but I, you know we shouldn't expect that volume. But in that game, Dennis Pitta saw fifteen targets. Fifteen? That's crazy. Yeah, right? and and actually, I, I I wrote that I wrote an article yesterday. Uh, that was like 50 things to, to know through fantasy football regular season's halfway point. And one of the things, it was just kind of like fun stats that were that are out there. One of the things was that Dennis Pitta's week one target, his uh, targets, the amount of targets, his volume, is actually greater than what Ladarius Green has seen all season long. Oh, good Lord. That, 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 that's, an un, that's an unnecessary shot at the, green, <laughs> at, the at, at the Ladarius Green truthers out there. Uh, it does feel good. Though. I mean, like I was, I'm so I love old guys. So like Antonio Gates doing what he's doing is awesome. Oh, I know. I I bet you you wish uh, Ladarius Green stays on the bench for another four or five years. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, it's it's obviously you know a, a great matchup for him. I think the uh, the Bengals in six games have given up six double digit tight end games in PPR leagues. That that's not per game because Fleener and and Dwayne Allen both had double digits last week. Uh, but. I think it's five out of six games that they've done that. They've played they've played reasonable tight ends. I understand that, but at the same time, um, it's not like you know it's not like Owen Daniels is, is a terrible tight end option. Like from here on out, and, and we've seen that since since Pitt has been hurt, he's he's kind of a low end tight end one to begin with, and he's still out there in a lot of fantasy leagues. So I I couldn't I couldn't back this anymore. I think the only guy that I like more and I, I bring up daily a lot because we get a lot of responses on twitter to just like throw in random daily stuff but i think the only guy i probably like more this week from a daily perspective at his price point is jordan reed and, and but you know what i'm i'm off of reed because of because of mccoy yeah. you're right right yeah. makes sense makes sense um the other guy i just want to mention because uh he he frequented the the stream last year uh is charles clay who who looked alive last week against chicago um he's healthy he was hurt throughout you know most of the beginning of the season uh coming off the bye he's been playing better uh or he's been better and i i think that he's worth a look this week against jacksonville who obviously hasn't covered tight ends very well this season 
Um, so take a look at Charles Clay. He, you know, a lot of people were hyping him entering the, the year because he's, he's a solid, solid tight end. Um, so, you know, find him on this, on, on the waiver wire. Yeah. I, I don't know how many, uh, how many looks he got last week. I know he caught that, that, that touchdown, but I did hear, uh, a, a Miami beat reporter, beat writer say that the team was focused on two things offensively. One, getting Clay more involved and two, uh, keeping Tannehill, uh, you know, can, uh, right. having Tannehill continue to run, which is which is an awesome. That's thing. huge, yeah. So Clay Clay had five targets last week, which you know isn't a ton, uh, but he caught four of them for fifty eight yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, throughout the season, he's seen at least four targets uh, per game, which is fine. He's been he's had a floor. It hasn't been a good floor, but he's had like mm-hmm. a two or three four reception floor. Uh, he had that one good game week two against Buffalo where he had eight targets, seven catches, thir- but he only had 31 yards. Um, so I think I think the effectiveness of him being healthy is it could be the reason why you know he's getting more uh, yards per per catch, and and hopefully that turns into fantasy points for for us streamers. Um, all right, so we have at tight end Owen Daniels and Charles Clay, quarterback Carson Palmer, Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater. And your defensive picks are the Dolphins, Bills, Cowboys, and Jets. That's right. Solid stuff. Time for some Twitter questions. Got a few. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. The first one's from Oliver Severius. I do this every time whenever he, he messages. Feel free to, to hit me up, Oliver, on, on Twitter and, and tell me how to pronounce your last name so I don't sound like an idiot every week. Um. He says better bench stash uh, to pick two. So pick two of these guys. Would you want Alfred Blue, Bryce Brown, Joseph Randall, James Starks, Carlos Hyde, or Trey Mason? Yeah, I mean Mason for sure. Exactly, I agree with that. I would. Uh, go ahead. I would say either. I would say probably Mason and and uh, maybe Hyde or Starks. I'm not. I'm not really on this like Bryce Brown, Anthony Dixon thing. Yeah, I just yeah, I think it's pretty clear. I mean, Bryce Brown's not going to be getting like 18 touches a game going forward. So, uh I yeah, I would go with Dixon, sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying more, I'm saying I'm just not I mean, I'm avoiding Buffalo basically. No, I that's I I actually <laughs> sorry. I uh I meant Carlos Hyde. Okay. Same <laughs> but, uh, same person. In other words, Dixon. You're right, right. Okay. I got you. We're not going to fight. Um, Rich Rebar asks us if Colt McCoy all in the stream. No. Yeah, no. But thanks, thanks, Rich. Thanks, for the, Rich. Uh, for... Th- thanks for the, for the gut punch. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I actually mentioned we were. I was DMing with him, like talking about uh, daily plays this week, because I I mentioned how uh, Tennessee is just terrible against wide receivers, just awful. And like I like Andre Johnson a lot this week because Tennessee hasn't been good against uh, number ones. And you know, in cash games, Andre Johnson's phenomenal, and he just said too soon because he was on the on the Cousins train last week too. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I I was trying to tweet through it a little bit and tweet through the pain, you know. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he joined in uh, a little bit, and uh, we reminisced about how <laughs> the same thing happened to us with freaking Case Keenum last year. <laughs> nice. I mean, why? How do we do this again? <laughs> That is pretty hilarious. Um, 
All right, this next one is from at Fitz underscore 843. Would you rather own Larry Donnell or Jordan Cameron for the rest of the year? Whoosh, I guess Cameron. Yeah, I'd say Cameron too. I think we got to put last week's Donald performance in perspective and realize it was against Dallas. Yeah, and he's blocking so much. Like, like he's not really running many pass routes anymore. So, yeah. um, this. Oh my gosh, this is not even a Twitter handle. Are you? Why would this be your Twitter handle, dude? <laughs> it's at skcih underscore ffej. He what? said. Would you play the Cowboys? We already kind of talked about this. Are the Cowboys a good streaming play if RG3 plays? I think we both agree, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from um, at KO, K of the world. Uh, he says, is it even worth it to hold Ryan Matthews at this point? He originally thought so, but now he's sensing that it's a wasted spot. What are your thoughts? Uh... Obviously depends on who would be replacing him. Yeah, I'd have to know that. I don't know. What do you think? I'm still, you know, I, I still think that they're going going to use Matthews more than than people think when when Matthews comes back because Matthews is in a contract year. Um, so, you know, I think they'll still use him. Mike McCoy hates fantasy football, so he's not going to want to have one guy getting all the touches, of course. <laughs> Uh, so I would I would hold on to him if I could, but I understand if you need to drop like if if you're in like a ten team league, he's really not worth a stash. Um, this is from at Gill's username. He says, "Isn't it hard to say no to Teddy against the Bucks at fifty four hundred on Fanduel?" Kind of talked about that earlier. Would you? Yeah. Let me ask you this: Would you consider playing him in a cash game? Uh, no, I really wouldn't because, um, I mean that. I you know I just I just think that it's unnecessarily risky for a cash game. Yeah, I don't think I would either. But it's really really tempting. It is no, I mean, and and that was my thinking behind cousins. I'm like, oh, cousins' floor is so high. I'm gonna oh. You can fit so many things on Fanduel, and like I remember, I I was just screwing around building a lineup, and I had I had Jordy and Dez with Marshawn in a lineup with Bridgewater. Wow, and that like those three guys could put up seventy points. Wow, that is that's that's strong. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't think I'd play him in cash games. But he's a great turning play. Um, this is from at do Nate freeze my K. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, he said, with an eye on Bobby Rainey slash Charles Sims and Ryan Matthews, would you trade Mason High or ride him? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, is anyone like chomping at the bit in like a twelve-team league to buy Trey Mason right now? I, may, maybe I, if if they are, then I'm fine with that because it's supposed to be <clears throat> supposed to be at least something like a, a, a timeshare backfield from here on. Yeah, out, right? the thing with the thing with Mason is that like if game scripts, neg- I, I talked about this on the couch with Sigmund Bloom last night. Um, basically, with, the way I see Mason is, yeah, he's he's free off the waiver wire. Of course, you're going to want to pick him up. Um, and, and of course he has a lot of upside if he ends up being the number one there. Uh, but at the same time, I think you have to be a little scared of game script because Benny Cunningham or even Zach Stacy would be on the field over Trey Mason if that team is trailing. And we saw that last week, Benny Cunningham got, got those looks. Uh, so, I mean, I would hold on to Mason. Um, I think that he does have upside, but you know, don't, don't think that he's going to be an every down back. Yeah, I, I I think you people might be a little 
you know, thinking that they have a a, a workhorse, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't think that that's happening. This is from Frivolously LTS. He says Palmer or Tannehill this week. Who would you pick there? Oh, Palmer. Okay, yeah, me too. Um, then he says Dwayne Allen rest of season or add Kelsey after a two for one trade. Oh, so I guess Kelsey's in free agency in his league. Oh. So would you rather have Dwayne Allen or pick up Travis Kelsey? Ah, yeah. I mean, I think I. I think one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I was actually thinking about this today. The the would I rather have Allen or Kelsey? Because I'm facing a, sort of a similar thing in a in my home league. I, I have to say Allen. I mean, you know, he's in a, a much better offense. He's getting much more opportunity. I, I like Kelsey a lot. I just think that as long as he's only running 20 routes a game, he's just kind of kind of feels like a crapshoot to me. Yeah, that's fair. I don't really have a strong opinion on it, so I'll just we'll just go with yours. Okay. Th- thanks for having an opinion. Oh, it's very strong too. Yeah. Uh, this is from at Johnson Duguid. He says, "When is a good time for Ray Rice or Charles Sims to be considered?" Um, I'll say this uh, in our two mugs league where my team is just getting drops every one of my team just gets hurt it's it's, and then i had and then i drafted ap it's just terrible um but i did add charles sims today just for for some upside just to see what happens i'm not adding ray rice at all i've no you have no idea what he's gonna walk into if he does get reinstated yeah i well yeah just i I mean and and there there's obviously you know a lot of folks and, and myself included i mean there's there's other reasons that that you might not want to pick up Ray Rice. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're okay with um, you know being able to overlook all that stuff, uh, I mean, then and then I guess I guess he's he might be worth an ad. But but uh, you know even if even if he had been suspended for something like you know smoking weed or something, I still I wouldn't be you know excited to pick him up because um, I you know I think that I think that you know. I think that it would be really hard for him to just step in somewhere. Yeah, and, we're not talking about Adrian Peterson talent. Yeah, I mean, and he's not a Raven. I mean, he's he would be with someone else, obviously. Right. Would and be who, who knows who that would be? So it would be like a new team, new system, new this, new that. I, I don't know. Hasn't been playing football. He should be. Wa- he should just be off your waiver. He should be on your waiver wire in perpetuity. Right, and he might be. You know, he might be uh, once again uh, Fat Ray Rice, and no one, no one, yeah. no one's Fat Ray Rice. Yeah. This is from at DeuceLock6. Uh, he said, ended up getting Bryce Brown and Mason, which is better week eight PPR play? Hmm. So, uh, go ahead. Who is it again? Bryce Brown and Trey Mason. So Mason gets the Chiefs and Bryce Brown gets the uh, the Jets. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I just feel like Bryce Brown's role is so up in the air right now. I mean, I know that we just talked about Mason not being an every down back, but I would go with Mason. Yeah, he's got way more clear of a role. The the thing with the Buffalo situation is, A, this week doesn't have a, a, a great matchup. Uh, B, Fred Jackson's going to be back in a month, so he's not even as good of a, of a rest of season. You know, the Bills running back, whether it be Dixon or Bryce Brown, they don't have long, long-term value. Uh, they also have a buy within that range, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Mason at least is is has the potential to be the every down guy. You don't you you know I I see a situation here with Dixon and Bryce Brown. It's similar to you know the Asiata and and Jarek McKinnon 
situation in Minnesota where there's a clear plotter versus a more athletic player. The difference is that this is less extreme than, than what we saw in Minnesota. Um, but, you know, and that being said, I would rather have Bryce Brown, but there's probably going to be a pretty big split there. I would, I would only assume. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's Mason. Um, this is at Aaron Berger. He said, requesting update on Palmer versus Cutler, past, present, and future. Not sure what that means. Oh, yeah, that's so confusing. But uh, so do rest you, of season? No, I think I don't. What do you? What do you? What are your feelings? Let's just talk about Jay Cutler. Have, have you have you seen um, perceptions change after last week's performance? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I actually wrote I wrote uh, about Cutler in um, my, uh, Roto grinders column because his DFS price plummeted in, in a couple places. And, you know, he's seen as he's now seen as like this huge risk right? fantasy wise, I think. And, and, you know, and I think that some of the, the infighting and the locker room screaming plays into that, even though I just find it hard to link that with fantasy value, but um, but yeah, I mean, the perception of him has changed dramatically in fantasy circles in, in one week. What's crazy is, you know, I, I was saying this last week, is that you have, la- entering last week, I felt like you had four quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and Jay Cutler, that were plug-and-play guys. And they were, the, they were the only four guys that were plug-and-play guys. And even though, you know, I, I, I feel like I can look at fantasy football fairly objectively, I still have this feeling that like like that one performance by Jay Cutler is completely changing the way that I I feel about, you know, his his dependency or how de- how how reliable he is. Um so you you you're shaken too. I am and I'm a huge Cutler backer, you know this. Right. And and you know, it's when when you see something actually happen like that and come to fruition, it's a little bit difficult to trust that guy again and he has a, a Fairly difficult matchup this week against New England, um, but at the same time, you know I think a lot of people have to realize in fantasy football that you know, like Matt Forte had two touch rushing touchdowns last week, mm-hmm. and when you have those opportunities in the red zone, you know let's say Jay Cutler throws two touchdowns there, where we're, it's a completely different situation. He scores fifteen fantasy points, and right. and we're not talking about this. So you know I think that it, it goes a little it goes two ways. It's not like he's going to be benched. Um, you know, it's not like, it's not like, like we always say with Cutler, turnovers don't matter in fantasy football. He throws touchdowns, um, Mm -hmm. and he just didn't last week. And that's why his his value was so poor. Um, but of course I would, I would want Cutler over, over Palmer rest of season. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm really, uh, I understand, uh, being shaken up after that because that was really bad. I mean, that performance was, I was horrendous, but it's really very much an outlier. If you look at the rest of his you know, uh, especially his efficiency headed into that Miami game, I think that you'll see a quarterback who can be, who can be relied upon. And you know, this this week's matchup is not not so great, but I I don't I don't see any reason to jump ship. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you generally. It's just that you know, anytime that you see a player on your team mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not do what he's expected to do, you start to question what 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 who you're throwing out there in your lineup. Oh, for uh, I mean, I think back to you know Foles posting five fantasy points against San Francisco. You know that was that that um, that was jarring for people who drafted him as a 
as a no-brainer every week starter with a high floor, you know. Yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, this guy's sitting three and four. The wide receiver two position is killing me. Mm-hmm. Crabtree, Decker, Wayne, and Quick. He also has Randall Cobb and Allen Robinson. Would you drop any four waiver wire wide receivers? I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, I think that you can find good matchups with that group of receivers exactly. every week. So I, you know, it, <clears throat> I think you know if you're looking for who should I play every week, no matter what, that I'm that's not really a, a an option there with those guys. Right. The man, I'll tell you what though, I own Crabtree in a couple of leagues. I was fairly fairly high on him. I think compared to the industry, I would say entering the season, and he is just he's a headache. He's an absolute headache to own. Yes, um, so I understand the, the frustration with Crabtree. I think Decker is going to become a little bit more consistent as he, you know, he's getting healthier and, and Harvin being there perhaps could help. Um, Reggie Wayne's obviously hurt. And then Brian Quick, you know, it's hopefully he can be more consistent. But last week was a really tough matchup. I, I'm, I'm like obsessed with Allen Robinson, by the way. Like you he, are, he, I know. Yeah, you you mentioned him in your column like five weeks in a row now. Yeah, I know. It's because like he like I love guys that are just getting consistent volume like that, and like he all he was was one touchdown away from being like a, a mid wide receiver too, and he finally got that last week. Mm-hmm. So like I mean I love him. He's getting so much volume. It's fantastic. Um. So yeah, I love I love a Rob. I would I would I mean if you're having trouble, just roll him out with Randall Cobb. There's your wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from at MMC, oh, M McAdams four. See what I did there? Um, oh, MMC. Yeah. Uh, should he hold on to Golden Tate or sell him before Calvin Johnson returns? I mean, it, I really depends on what you can get, but, uh, that's, that's, I mean, is, is, is he supposed to be back soon? Calvin? Uh, I mean, he was, I think he's trying to practice this week, and I think he's going over across seas to play in that game. Um, but, you know, he, like Golden Tate still has a really high floor regardless if Calvin's playing or not. He has five receptions in every game this year, and Calvin was healthy in some of those games. So um, I don't think he's going to have the same ceiling that he had, say, last week against New Orleans, for instance. Um by the way, that's the reason I won Daily Fantasies, because I went with the, the good old Russell Wilson Golden Tate stack. Uh, I hate you. Yeah, pretending that they were still on the same team. I know you hate Golden Tate, though. Oh, I do. God. I mean, I, I don't. I can't say that about many players in sports, really, but... Yeah. Whew. Yeah, so, I mean, it depends on who you can get for him, but I, I still think he has good value, even when Calvin comes back. Um, this is from our buddy, Ducalion. Douche. Douche. Pick two, Roddy White, <laughs> every week. Roddy White, Mark Ingram, Isaiah Crowell, or Jonas Gray. Um, he can also flex Jimmy Graham if you think it's worthwhile. If Jimmy Graham plays, you gotta you gotta flex him. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know I would. I know what I said earlier about if a guy is a decoy, but. Right, yeah. if he, he's I think he's probable right now. I would I and then and then Mark Ingram has a fantastic matchup this week and, and Pierre Thomas isn't gonna be they're playing Green Bay. Green Bay can't stop the run and Pierre Thomas is, is injured, so Yeah, yeah, actually that that's that Ingram's a really solid play, I think. Yeah. Only forty three hundred on DraftKings too. Ew. Um all right, so we got two more. One of them's from at LBS V Look, this is a family show. <laughs> 
L B S V A D G E, like like oh, like a oh, badge. Oh, so it's like pounds L B S pounds. Stop! Oh my God! Stop! Jeez, uh, this sounds like uh, Cinemax after midnight. Not only that, but his question is: What are Philip Rivers' tenacity ratings this week? <laughs> that that's I saw that question. That was pretty good. Um, I. I don't know about that, but I know that Philip Rivers has one of the lowest D gaps of all time. Yeah, I mean he gives so he gives so many Fs. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he does give so many. It's pretty crazy now that you now that you bring that up. It's yeah. kind of annoying too. He's like the anti Jay Cutler, but then he's grouped in the same conversation all the time. Right. I mean, you know, he's not. Let's let's not put him in the Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson low dgaf rating i mean right. that's they, they they care so they care so much it it could be a medical condition yes yeah, absolutely absolutely but his, his is pretty low uh so i'll give him a tenacity rating of like probably like six or seven this week sure let's go with that okay uh this is from at ct dog 70 uh he says he has cut this is the last one he has cutler and cutler's been good up until last week hold tight or enter the stream you know, I I'm I have Cutler in in a dynasty league, and I'm not you know I'm not bailing now. I'm no. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going. I I think that everything that you have said and that I've said and that we've showed in various ways still stands. I agree. He's still what QB six this year, even after last week's performance uh, from an average per game yeah. standpoint. Uh, yeah, just a, just a, just the worst performance possible right. for, for in that offense, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's possible for him to post worse numbers. Uh The jinx is in. Don't say. It. Don't say. It. No, no, no. There is no jinx. There is I'm not jinxing. There's no jinx. <laughs> that I stand by that statement and I'm probably just going to quit fantasy football if he if he puts up like 4 points this week. Yeah, it's going to be going to be pretty rough. Uh but hopefully he comes out throwing all over the field feels kind of like that san francisco game where people were scared to play him and then he went and threw four touchdowns oh yeah that that kind of made me ill because i lost to him in like four leagues because of that but anyway nice yeah all right so that's it from a question standpoint and that's it for the the podcast denny can you tell everyone where they can find you yeah well mostly uh at the toilet vomiting on sunday afternoon (laughs) But besides that, uh, on Twitter, at CDCarter13, and um, my uh, uh, defensive streaming stuff is on thefakefootball.com if you'd like to check that out. And I also have some quarterback streaming stuff on 4for4.com. Very nice. What are you, what are you uh, going to be for Halloween this year? I know you're a big Halloween guy. Oh, that's a good uh, – <clears throat> thank you for that question. I We are, <laughs> we are having fo- – <laughs> uh, any, any chance to talk about this? Um, we're having our, our annual Halloween party, uh, this Saturday night, uh, at the Carter residence. And, uh, Melissa and I are going as Camp Crystal Lake counselors. Nice. As in Friday the 13th counselors, you, you, you get the gist, 80s, the whole thing. Uh, if there are, uh, pictures taken of me wearing cut off jean shorts, um, that night and posted on Twitter... Uh, just assume that my phone has been uh, hijacked. Okay. Can we can we talk about how awesome the Denny Carter memes are on on Facebook or on Twitter? 
Oh man, yeah. It's uh, the fun. It's, it's seriously like I I I laugh so hard when I see those old pictures of you and people talking, <laughs> just, just, just putting the funniest taglines to them. It's so good. It's as I think as uh, uh, as as uh, someone said, I forget who it, that that picture has become a national treasure. It's, it, it is it is so good. It's so, I'm surprised you're not going as Dennis Pitta's hip. Oh oh, too soon. Jeez. But oh. I'm, it's like it's eight weeks later. Oh, it's too soon. Oh, my! I'm I'm sick to my stomach over that. Are you should go as Kirk Cousins' three point five point performance. So basically, just me walking around with vomit on my shirt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's that's and and with tears running down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you? Oh, I'm I'm Kirk Cousins in his disaster of a game last week. And if anyone, if you know, if anyone had had done made the same play, they would look at me and be like, "Yeah, looks about right." <laughs> yeah, they, they would know. They would walk in. They would actually walk into your party and know exactly what you were. Like, oh, you're you're a cousin's uh, daily gamer. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. It's good. It's good. Topical. Oh, so good. I still haven't figured out what I'm gonna be. I gotta gotta do some more brainstorming. I've had some random ideas, but nothing nothing strong enough. We're gonna we're gonna break it down on the next pod. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. All right, I'm JJ Zacharies, and you can find me at numberfire.com. A uh, lot of good good content, especially today. It's just been awesome. The writers there are doing a lot of work. We're starting basketball season as well. Uh, so take a look at some some of those guys, those guys, them guys, those dudes, uh, their work as well, because I know that a lot of people probably who listen to this like fantasy basketball as well. Uh, there's some great writers on there like Brian Mears and, and Russ Peddle. Uh, both guys that you should follow on Twitter. Um, so we'll be doing a lot of that, but obviously football stuff as well. So check it out, numberfire.com, and read the content. But that's about it. Denny, you want to go get some milkshakes? Let's do it. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll hit you up in week nine. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the 